Welcome to Warp Storms, a tabletop wargaming podcast focused primarily on the Games Workshop hobby. I'm Tom Landy. My name's Dan Barwick. Warp Storms is never longer than 30 minutes, so let's get started. If you want to contact us, you can grab us on Twitter. Our account is at Warpstorms. I'm at Tom Landy. You can also email warpstorms at outlook.com. Dan? You can follow me at the underscore Barwick. Um, hi, I'm Dan. Uh, I'm a, I don't know, semi-obsessed Games Workshop fan. <laughs> um, it's about 90% of my day is often thought about either writing lists or how to paint something um, or just conversions or how I can Im- improve basing. I think that's what I'm going for at the moment is improving basing. Yeah, and it looks bloody brilliant as well. I'll stick some links in this at some point so that people can look at your stuff. Uh, so I went to Ramsgate to the Rise of Empires 2018 uh, Cole Arcanum. I think I'm saying that right. And it was a narrative event. Now, I've never done a narrative event before and needless to say it was uh, eye-opening. It was so well thought through. Hobby was just the standards of hobby was just amazing. Um, I got to play against uh, Steve Foot, which helped a lot. It kind of eased me into things, going from only going to match play events to a narrative event. And I think it's the most fun I've had playing Warhammer for a very long time at an really? event. Yeah, yeah. It was just so laid back and chilled out, and you weren't, you didn't feel under pressure because you didn't feel like I have to win. That's a pretty strong statement, though. The kind of yeah. most fun at an event. So, yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. What What was it that made it so laid back? Because that's a that's a thing I think a lot of tournament organisers want to get in their events, but obviously you'll agree with me. Very few of them do. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's normally I start off and at an event like SCGT or something, mm-hmm. and it's quite heavy going first yeah. day, maybe the first half day, but then you get matched with people that. A kind of more within your uh, mindset. Yep. So last year, I think uh, CGT Sunday was my favorite day because the games were just chilled out in the other room. Rise of Empires was just people were just there to put some models on the table and just have a laugh. It wasn't all about winning. It was just to tell a story and just have a good time playing some Warhammer. So what? What? Where did this event come from? Why did you want to go to it? Because obviously, you've been to South Coast for quite a while. Um, we've been together. Yeah, that's like a a big name on the calendar. So, what made you want to go to this event? Well, I played Sean last year at um, uh, Hobby Hammer. I sure. played him at SCGT last year. It was on the Sunday when I was really hungover, and he gave me some. <laughs> he gave me some paracetamols. Good man. And uh, Friend yeah, for life. yeah, top bloke. Yeah, uh, and he told me about all because he had his. Um, cle- is it collegiate arcane? The free guild. I think Mages. so, yeah. So he had his army was that with a load of Fire Slayer mercenaries. Nice. And he was and he had his great green talk that float it's like a floating island on perspex yep. rods. So basically that was the battlefield and we just we just had a laugh playing. And he told me all about um his Rise of Empires event and the way he described it. So they had a massive map of the city, mm-hmm. but the tables were laid out as the city. Oh fantastic. So you knew where you were, you knew what you what was going on. And yeah, it was just amazing. And he, he kind of got me hooked on that idea. And I was like, oh, I'll go, I'll go. And then, you know, the tickets went up. And I was, I think it was me and Dave from the club. We both went along and just had a great weekend. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, because it is. Yeah. Every, everyone knows about the big ones and all the ones that get a lot of promotion. But I hadn't heard of this one until I heard you were going. Yeah. 
you only met this guy, you played a game of Warhammer, you had a nice time, and he hooked you on his event. Mm-hmm. What was your kind of thought process going into it? Did he, in all the paraphernalia and kind of build-up to it, did he pitch it as a fun event, or was he just doing like the normal tournament kind of, uh, this is what will happen, blah, blah, blah? Um, well, we were in, um, we got put into Allegiance-specific WhatsApp groups. Oh, wow, okay. That's so there were yeah it was great we were we were all talking and everyone was getting hyped up and you saw some people's stories and they were they were really really amazing there was um steve Foot's son his his was basically a grot spider boss who just eaten too much poison and he thought he was surrounded by other grots on spiders but it was just <laughs> yeah, it was just spiders oh, and this geez. yeah and this golden this golden spider was telling him what to do and we've yeah, all been there yeah we have yeah too, too, <laughs> too many pints at mags's but um yeah this golden spider was telling him what to do and it was he's created a web of realm gates that only destruction forces could use so that, that was pretty interesting and some some of the other stories are just great as well but i think that got that got the hype going and then yeah it just went from there really i'm yeah, a bit I'm, to be honest i'm a bit hyped about that myself it's fantastic i love it so Oh, so then the build-up was really different to a normal event. Then, uh, w- what was the event pack like? Was it? It's a bit weird because it was you had a you had a you had to have a skirmish list, okay, a path to glory list, and a list that fit into a battalion but was no more than one thousand five hundred points. Wow, that's different. Yeah, and then you get muster points throughout the event for battles you win. Then you can increase your path to glory list. You can increase your skirmish list. So it got bigger and bigger as the event went on. And I think the last game I played, I had my whole Iron Jaws collection on the table. It was like two War Chanters, <laughs> 20 Brutes, 20 Hard Boys, More Crusher, Mega Boss, just everything. And it looked crazy. It was, it was fantastic. It. Yeah. And the, the, um, the battle plans were really good as well. And they kept saying through the whole weekend, if this battle plan seems um, one-sided, it's supposed to. Because <laughs> <laughs> there, there was one I played against... Uh, ever chosen, mm-hmm. and my my brute boss almost one shot a bloodthirster. Oh wow! Because he was just getting amped. Because every every hero phase, you'd roll a dice and you get an extra attack. He'd take D three mortal wounds and get an extra attack. So my <laughs> my <laughs> I was salivating at this. I saw it and I was like, oh my god, that's perfect for Iron Jaws. So the brute boss got into combat with the after the bloodthirster obviously killed a lot of things. Brute boss got into combat, knocked him down to two wounds, and the rest of the brutes just finished him off. So yeah, that was pretty epic. So the city, the city was um, as as you're fighting, stuff's happening, and at the end of it, basically the city falls into a pit, and this giant uh, realm beast comes out from underneath the city, and it was um, it was pretty fantastic because the last the last game, all the areas on the board, all the two foot sections were taking damage, and then when they took enough damage, a mountain would basically shoot out of the ground and kill everything <laughs> on it. So it was like, it, it was pretty, that last battle was pretty spectacular. Yeah. That sounds really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I sorry. Like if anyone's ever thinking about it, like going to a narrative event, it's, it's just so much fun and so laid back. It's, it's like a really good weekend. But, um, that's what the events can be like, you know, it can be a bit up and down and all sorts of weird stuff. Um, mm. just to kind of balance it out. But that, that like the idea of the boards, kind of affecting each other and then kind of collapsing and being yeah. destroyed sounds really interesting yeah 
and and another thing sorry the the whole layout of the city mm-hmm. you could go you could go from one board to another <laughs> so if if cuz that's the way they were laid out so if i if i i was fighting on one section and i saw some something going over there and i'd be like well that's another destruction player i could just charge some stuff off and attack the person they're playing and did so the, did that happen much cuz i've heard of that at a few events i think um is uh, it realms at war do that as well right and um, i've heard of um guys jumping through realm gates and popping out on different tables with yeah. once, once they've eliminated their opponent and but you only yeah. hear like maybe one story from a whole weekend was that a thing that kind of happened or was it more of a let's finish our game and go and have a pint um i don't i didn't see much of it the only time i saw it i think it was a swift hawk agent trying sure. to fly from one end of the city to the other end of the city <laughs> <laughs> just because just, uh, just well he was trying he was trying to help the Karadron overlords because it was three Karadron armies versus Nagash on one oh, wow. table. That was one of the things that was pretty epic, looking over and seeing all these ironclads and like Aether, um, mm-hmm. uh, what they called, the floaty bubbly guys. I always forget oh, their yeah. names. So Endriggers. Yes, that's them. Just a whole line of them across from a load of skeletons and Nagash. It just It's very cinematic, some of the stuff that happens. That's like, also one of the few times you'll ever actually get to see some um, Sky Dwarves because... They're so high in points, no one ever takes the boats. Yeah, yeah. So that, yeah. that that genuinely sounds super cool. Yeah, it was great. Thoroughly recommend it again. Okay. So obviously yeah. you took um, Iron Jaws. Um, yep. I know that might have been partly because you have Iron Jaws and they're, they're finished. But yeah. what was your uh, kind of story? What was your background to it? Why did you? Why <laughs> did your war boss rock up and kick the face of people? He just he just saw a fight going on. He turned up. <laughs> <laughs> he just he just he just saw there was a big old fight going on, and he was like, "What's well, that over there?" And um, they turned up and just destroyed just destroyed everyone who got in their path, basically, except the ever chosen. Um, they were just in there for a, a big old fight, and and they did, and I ended up winning best story for the weekend. Which was which is still mind blowing. I see the trophy every day, and I'm like, how the hell did that happen? Because some of the stories are amazing. Yeah, I but think... you know, some of the classics are the best. You know, orc sees yeah. fight, orc hits thing, orc wins. That's... Yeah, that, yeah, that's that's what I thought coming out, <laughs> coming away from it. I was like, I was like, well, if I won, it was probably because it was simplistic in nature, but it was true to orcs. That's hundred percent. It sounds exactly like what you would expect to have written down for an orc story. But I also, yeah. you know. I think for the the madness of the weekend, something simple like that makes a big difference. Mm. It's one of the yeah. few things that will kind of stick in your head, and you don't have to explain why this has happened. You've just explained how cool this guy is, what he's done for the weekend. Yeah. And now you've got this cool-looking army kicking the crap out of things, which is exactly what it should do. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 and I think it, it, I've, I've used up the whole luck of my dice rolling for that weekend because my <laughs> my uh, a unit of um you know gore grunters and a mega boss and more crusher basically deleted a unit of 30 saurus guards in a couple of rounds of combat well even one round of combat i think because i just charged in with the more crusher and the pigs and he had two saurus guard left at the end of it Bloody and they hell. just ran off ran off due to battle shock and that's only because i rolled like an absolute beast that's insane. I mean, I, yeah. I I have such difficulty killing anything, uh, Soros. Yeah. So that's... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was it was just bonkers. I was like, how the hell did that happen? And he was like, I don't know. It was just just the dice were on your side. I was like, 
I'm not going to question it. Were you using the Iron Jaw um, specific allegiance abilities, or were you using oh, the yeah. generic destruction? Oh no, no, no! I was, I was 100 percent Iron Jaws. How, 100%. how, how were the allegiance abilities? Um, I like them. I really like them, especially the when I remember to use them. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, it was smashing and bashing. So it was, you know, you delete a well, you kill a unit, mm-hmm. and then the next nearest Iron Jaws unit can pile in and attack. Yeah. Um, and when I remember to use them, they're really good. But um, I think what what did I use? I I, I just used Dorbin and Mork and um, the one that ignores Rend. Forgot Ironclad. Yeah. So it's uh, you ignore. You reduce Rend by one, and you've got a six-up ward save if anything goes through, and that makes a Mega Boss or more Crusher just fantastic. And really did, tanky. Didn't he get a points reduction as well with the last handbook? Uh, I think I think so. Yeah, I'm not not hundred percent sure. Yeah, that would make him very effective. Yeah, he's great. He's super, super. He's, he's probably my favourite. What was in your list then? What was your full list? That you... I was just. Ev- Everything. everything. <laughs> yeah. It was like if it's got Iron Jaws related to it, it's, it's it, I think I took along with me the Mega Boss and Maul Crusher, Mega Boss on Foot, two War Chanters, Weird Knob, twenty Ard Boys, twenty Brutes, and six Gore Grunters. Nice. And that was yeah, and when that was all on the table it was just massive. Just huge. You, you know, it sounds like a really big, big army. But also it doesn't yeah. seem like a lot of armies, like from the Iron Jaws that I've seen, are quite samey. It's like big units of the same stuff, but that's quite mm. diverse. So it must have been quite good to paint as well. Yeah, yeah. Except the Gore Grunters, well, I hated painting the Gore Grunters. They're just the worst. But, well, they're not the worst anymore. Sylvaneth Wildwoods are the worst. <laughs> but yeah, Gore Grunters are. Yeah, Gore Grunters are a close second. So, other than um, Everchosen, which didn't go very well. Uh, what else did yeah. you play over the weekend? Oh uh, well, I, I got I got to play uh, Steve Foot twice. Oh nice! Um, with his yeah, with his amazing Skaven army. So the first, uh, Skya with Eshin mercenaries, mm-hmm. which was pretty cool. And uh, he the first game was a skirmish game, and he was basically saying, "I want to pass through here. I'll give you two warpstone sparks <laughs> if you if you let me go." And I said, "Well, give me four and I'll let you go." And he was like, no, 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 no. So, <laughs> so I said, let's have a duel. So my um, brute boss went forward, and his uh, gutter runner, I'm, I'm doing bunny ears here, his yep. gutter runner came forward, but it turned out to be an assassin. Of course it did, obviously. So he had a big old dust up. My, my brute boss just just smashed him, and the Skaven ran into the sewers, and then I had to chase them into the sewers, mm-hmm. and there was a map set up as sewers, which was pretty cool. <laughs> So there's me, these Oryx, trying to chase these really quick, speedy Skaven through the sewers. And then uh, some city guard turned up and a, a, a goblin shaman turned up. And that was that was a really good way to kick off the weekend. And then I played Steve again. And I basically had to kill his warlock. Yep. And he had to get his warlock off of the... Um, get him off the table. And I... <laughs> my... Mega Boss on foot wiped out pretty much three Storm Fiends by himself. The deal. Which is pretty great. And, uh, but Steve escaped because I just, I let Steve go. I said, give me two Warpstone Sparks so you can go. But I'm going <laughs> to kill, I'm, I'm going to kill everything else on the table. And he was like, oh, oh yeah, okay, yeah, sounds good. <laughs> the, only <reason> I did, <laughs> the only reason I did that is because I wanted to see what was going to happen. Yep. And I'm glad I did because it was pretty epic. 
So in in his last in his last game, he had his uh, Skaven were basically drilling under the city in this massive like mole machine, like out of Thunderbirds, mm-hmm. and it came out at his last game and shot a massive laser beam in a random direction. So they unraveled a tape measure, walked in a random direction, <laughs> and anything that was anything that was in um, path of that laser was just killed. Oh wow just killed outright but um if if you ever get a chance to see steve skaven stuff it's really worth a really worth a look because his his um arch warlock's kind of in a mini doom wheel (laughs) it doesn't doesn't make him go any faster or anything and but he's just like in this mini doom wheel because he got sucked into the realm of death and uh he can't he can't walk anymore and he's got like (laughs) a bit of his arm missing and it just looks fantastic. The whole the whole set looks fantastic. I'm pretty sure I've seen some of his stuff online before, but um, yeah. yeah, it sounds it sounds very different, which is good for Skaven. Yeah, and it's he said he said it was you know not a lot of conversion went into it, but it just shows that you can still go to like a narrative event and have a semi competitive army. Yeah, exactly. You know, like it's it's a, it's a collection he's made, and it just looks really great really great i mean the hobby most of the hobby at that weekend was amazing it was um bishmeister's forest goblins uh moon clan have you seen that the the corner they're coming out of the cave and out of the forest and yes i have squigs in the flesh it's just even better because i didn't notice the troll hag until i got right in close oh nice and she she's up on the top on the top level just hidden at the back um yeah, Ollie, Ollie Grimwood's giant tortoise with a fortress on the back. Did you see that? Uh, I did not, no. Ugh, he, ju- he just got a giant tortoise, kit-bashed the fortress, stuffed it full of orcs, and that was am- that was just fantastic. But I think the best thing I saw there is I got to see Adam Elford's Nurgle stuff. Yeah. Right up close. And it's just, uh, uh, forget about it. It was, it was just stunning. Yeah, I think Adam just... Elford's currently my uh, hobby crush on Twitter. I think yeah. <laughs> some of the stuff that he's done it's recently good. is just insane. Yeah, it's just perfect. It's just perfect. I was just looking at it. I was like, "Holy crap! He, he should, he should, he could work for heavy metal." I think. Well, he's yeah, it's just amazing. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> am I right in saying that he's just done that conversion with Glotkin and uh, Rotigus? Yes. Yeah. It's, yeah. That is it's, him. Yeah. I was showing somebody that yesterday. It's just unbelievably good. Yeah. Yeah. Superb. So okay. So Steve Foot. Steve Foot twice. Um, skirmish, yeah. and then luckily you ended the world with your uh, letting them go. So who else do you play? <laughs> um, who or what? I mean, oh, I'm God. I'm terrible at remembering names, so don't worry about. It. I played Seraphon in a Ooh. game, and I felt really bad because I I kind of almost tabled him like really badly. Mm-hmm. Um, but he had this thing where he could bring units back because Sigmar. If you're an order army, and this was happening. Sigmar can send you aid, so he rolls a dice, and on a six, he can bring back d6 units. Mm-hmm. So it, it was quite a hard slog, like just chipping away at the Seraphon. But the units I did destroy ended up coming back. But I, we kind of called it because I think we were the last guys playing and we were hungry. And he was like, Well, you're just going to turn it around and kill everything again. So he gave me the major victory on that, which was pretty nice. But that was a really fun game. He's a really, really nice guy. I've completely forgotten his name. I think it was Rich. Yeah, like I said, I'm I'm terrible with names. I've had to start yeah. writing them down when I'm playing people if I want to talk about <laughs> it because I just I just can't. Um, I've just had a look on Steve Foote's Twitter. Um, right. He has a video where he, I presume, is talking about his uh, Skaven army, and 
Right. It looks fantastic. Um, mm. I've I've seen his little uh, little Doom Wheel man, which looks hilarious next to the other Doom Wheels yeah. he's got. Yeah, yeah, it's great because it, it's all the cool stuff in the Sky Army. Yeah, that he's got, like all the war. I mean, Sky is just cool. Full stop. I mean, I wish I could, wish I could do a Sky Army, but it's just the acolytes that keep putting me off because it's a lot of conversion. Because mm-hmm. Steve, I think, converted the Blood Bowl team. He converted the Skaven Blood Bowl team to be acolytes, and they just look fantastic. Uh, he's got like green stuffed pipes into the into the helmets and um, backpacks from I think it was it might have been Anvil Industries or a third party company and he stuck these like backpacks on them and uh, gems for poison globe wind orbs whatever they're called they, they just look great look great and um oh I'm looking at them right now yeah yeah I mean that's not yeah. it's not very difficult to do with the pipes and stuff but. Uh, it's a lot yeah. more work than I'd want to do, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's it's inspired. It's really good, really clever stuff. It's really good. Okay, so um, yeah. all right, cool. That's enough about um how awesome he is. Let's continue with how awesome you are. Uh, <laughs> so after you after you uh, broke someone's hobby with um against Seraphon, yeah. who was next? How many how many uh, games was it per day? Was it three and two, or was it? It was uh, four and two. Okay, cool. Which is pretty nice, actually. How was that? Quite a long day, obviously. Uh, yeah, but a lot of the first games were quite small games, so they were over quite quickly. Okay, cool. Like skirmish so or um. Yeah, yeah, or the Path to Glory list. So nice. It it was it was done pretty quickly, but um. So after the Seraphim, the next day on the Sunday, Steve was the first game, mm. and then my last game was against Alex Lay. I think his name is. Uh, he had Caradron Overlords, and um. Yeah, it was a good, it was a good game. His his uh, his admiral was basically trying to escape with the corpse of this fire slayer who'd become addicted to warpstone, and they wanted to take his yeah they wanted to take his corpse back to his uh, his sky fort whatever it is and uh, hang him off the hang him off the wall. This is you know this is what happens when you betray the Caradron. And yeah, that was a really fun game actually. My uh, my weird knob had got these four warp sparks. And he just decided to eat them all at the same time. So I called, <laughs> I called, I called Sean over. He's like, he's just eating all four. What's going to happen? And he was like, oh. So rolled dice uh, on. I think it was a one. Take d6 wounds. Anything else was you get 24 inches casting. Um, you get plus two to casting. I think it was. Mm-hmm. Or, or or you gain d d6 wounds. So I did that. He took four wounds. But then he got everything else. So he was cast with his ability. He was casting for, uh, foot of gork on a five because <laughs> <laughs> he was just surrounded by orcs. So foot of gork was just going off. It took a frigate out of the sky. Then it smashed up some endriggers, and it, it, it probably went off about four times in a row. And did um, did Alex have a full Caradron army? Uh, yeah. So basically, he had a uh, civil war in a previous game. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He's trying to fight his fire slayers and his opponent. <laughs> because the fire the fire slayers fire slayers were just addicted to fell stone and they had this big old barney and they were just trying to get out of there but he was going past my stronghold you know it was like well I'm, I'm not letting you go so yeah we just ended up having a big old fight as the city crumbled to nothing and how yeah. how was that for you because i've the couple of times i've played against caradron um with my destruction i kind of mm lost everything i had in a couple of turns i know they're a kind of a 
if they're on the offensive, you mm. kind of get one good turn out of the Caradron and then you kind of just have to wash it. But for me, yeah. not a lot has been left after their good turn. So how was that for yeah. you? Um, well, I, uh, in the match play thing, I think it's because it wasn't like a massive Caradron army. Mm-hmm. Um, his Endriggers just did my did my Ard Boys in. They yeah. were just there was just like my free butter. Um, yeah, it was okay. I took out ten Arconauts, um, a frigate, but yeah, it wasn't it wasn't like a massive match play army. Yeah, uh, the 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 Ironclad is pretty can be pretty beasty because. We were doing aerial combat between the Moor Crusher and the Ironclad. Mm-hmm. So the Moor Crusher, Moor Crusher, flew up into the sky, and basically put the two models on a um, really useful box and just put it to one side, and that that combat was going on in the air. But uh, for a match play, for for a narrative game, they weren't as horrific as they can be in match play because I played Dave at. Angel Core mm-hmm. with his Caradron, and I just got stomped with Iron Jaws against Caradron. Yeah, just too much shooting, and their uh, end triggers hit like trucks. Yeah. yeah, it's a bit nuts, isn't it? The kind yeah, of yeah. strength they've got sometimes. Yeah, yeah, cool army though. I was that was that was one of that was one I wanted to do, but then I I was sat there looking at it, and I was like, they've only really got one battle line, and all the armies look exactly the same. Yeah, I mean, my my problem with them is the the points. It's I kind of what I want to do is I want to have lots of big boats and mm. and I kind of my opinion on them is that okay AOS is not a shooting game so they're a little bit more expensive because they're a shooting army mm-hmm. but I kind of want to have you know boats and boats and smaller boats and yeah like a fleet kind of escorts and yeah because that, that for yeah, me yeah. is what's cool I don't want to paint them because they're massive and really detailed <laughs> but the beautiful models and I Mm-mm. you know I kind of think they'll probably get a points reduction at some point on the big ships, or they'll yeah. have a like they're the first ones now to get an official rewrite of a War Scroll. So I think they might wow. they might get a second one because of the mm. you know reduce a couple of the abilities and make them more affordable. Yeah. I suppose. I think it would help to make the Thunderers battle line as well, so you're not just stuck with Arconauts. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that'd be controversial, but you know you might see a bit of variety in armies i guess maybe just give me uh give me a boat as battle line maybe just the smallest one <laughs> oh, yeah yeah totally yeah. i mean it wouldn't it would have the same problem then that uh the kind of beast claw raiders have where you've got very few small things and lots of big things so yeah. claiming objectives might be difficult but mm. i think you'd see a lot more people play with the boats just because they could mm. i say i'd i say i'd buy them i don't know if i would they're, they're cool they'd be cool.